Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me for this new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is February 10th. It is Wednesday, hump day of the work week, if you do the traditional style of work week. If not, then it could be a start of your work week. It could be the second day, the end of your work week. I don't know. We all have different schedules. So whatever you're up to, make sure you're doing your best to stay safe Um, help out your community, help out your friends, your family, your own life. Do do your best every day. You got this. It's, It's important to make sure you're taking care of yourself. So always do that as well. Sometimes we get lost in worrying about others that we sometimes forget about ourselves. So I hope you listened to yesterday's episode where I encourage you to ask for help if needed, okay? Nothing wrong with asking for help. We all need it sometimes. So, of course, today, as I continue my Black History Month all the time diatribe, that's right, it is always Black History Month because it's part of history. So, anyway, I'm going to focus on what happened this day in history. And in 1927, there was an internationally acclaimed opera singer uh, born in Laurel, Mississippi, named Leontine Price. Alright. And uh, February uh, 10th, 1966, economist Andrew Brimmer is appointed to the Federal Reserve Board. And in 1964, after 12 days of debate and voting on 125 amendments, the U.S. House of Representatives passed the Civil Rights Act of 1964 by a vote of 290 to 130. Should have been unanimous, but... We know politics never is. So, at least it passed. That's the good news. And the fight still rages on today for those same civil rights to still be upheld and to be, uh, you know, appropriately used and um, for everybody. Uh, You'll you'll hear some more of that as I get into my stories today. Alright, thank you for joining me. I appreciate each and every one of you. Let's get into it. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning. And you are listening to The Daily Optimist. My first story today is going to come from the uh, formerly known as Aunt Jemima brand. Okay, so the Quaker Oats Company has replaced Aunt Jemima, uh, the picture, it, you know, they, they stopped using Aunt Jemima. If you're not familiar with Aunt Jemima, it's a <clears throat> old racist stereotype that actually was taken from uh, slave songs, and then it was used to be performed at minstrel shows. If you don't know what a minstrel show is, I suggest you take a look at that. And it was originally uh, a lady named Nancy Green, who was born into slavery, and Quaker Oats paid her to travel and promote Aunt Jemima products in a wonderful costume. And I say that sarcastically. All right. And uh, Uncle Ben's is another one. But uh, also the, the term aunt and uncle were used because they were never going to be given the title of Mr. and Mrs. They wouldn't call them that. So they called them aunt and uncle. Uh, so that's just a little history on the uh, brands themselves. So they've taken away the Aunt Jemima label 
the, they've taken away the image and now they're working to change the name and starting in June. And this is basically a year after the Black Lives Matter protests really uh, became international and uh, there was more pressure on companies to start really taking stock into what they're doing. It's uh, They're changing their name to Pearl Milling Company and that is the Pearl Milling Company is the company that uh, actually founded in 1888 in Missouri and was the original one to um, have the pancake mix that later became known as Aunt Jemima. So they're going to keep the same packaging with the red and yellow um, for you know their syrups and their boxes, but they won't say Aunt Jemima anymore. They won't have the picture as well. You know, Uncle Ben's is now Ben's original rice. Um, so people are upset that these have been changed and, you know, these are these images that remind them of their childhood or whatever the case may be. But we don't have to have somebody else's racist stereotypes remind us of good times. Just like to put that information out there. All right. So, yeah, it may be something that you equate as homely and comforting but for somebody else it was um damaging it was a a constant reminder that they were just used as puppets and um puppetry to sell a product all right so i just uh want you to think about it in terms of that and i know that it's uh it it can be difficult to have change and things but sometimes change is also a positive and it it uh, makes you wonder why it was never just called the Pearl Milling Company to begin with, since they're the ones who created it. But whatever the case may be, um, it changed. It changed into Aunt Jemima. And now that that is going to be leaving. Um, so that's that news. Uh, you know, if you feel differently about that, you're more than welcome to share with me. Don't hesitate. So my second story is going to come from Germany. So Germany, uh, we know that Germany has a past with mm, fascism and anti-Semitic behavior. So right now, ever since the lockdowns have been happening uh, in Germany, there has been constant uh growing tension and a lot of it coming from those far right uh is what we call them tendencies uh right-wing extremists extremists um or anti-semitic ideas and they've been growing even more rapidly since the insurrection here in the u.s so um They've had plenty of protests in Germany uh, over the lockdowns themselves, but there's become a thread that the coronavirus itself came from uh, Jews making it, all right? So there is some deep-seated anger and hatred in there as well. Um, <clears throat> so in... Germany itself, uh, this is police figures, they say that the number of crimes um, by right-wing extremists has been at its highest level 
in the last four years in 2020. So 2020 was the highest it's been since 2016. There have been attacks on um, like the CDC and uh, Robert Koch Institute. And these are places where they're trying to develop like vaccinations um, and do research into the coronavirus. Uh, like I said, there have been just a bunch of uh, anti-lockdown demonstrations, if you will. Um, there's a specific group that um, that has been, you know, anti-vaxxers, anti-lockdown, who the German government uh, intelligence agencies are keeping an eye on because they have uh, QAnonic conspiracy theories and anti-Semitic ideas. And of course, like I said, the frustration with uh, coronavirus lockdowns. Um, so this has been mounting and now it's starting to become a possible uh, bubbling over point as the ride in the U.S. Capitol has fueled the, the fires. Uh, so um, uh, the president of Baden-Württemberg's intelligence service and I may mispronounce the name, Beta Bube, said, What we saw in Washington can be a breeding ground for radicalization and violent action in the right-wing scene. Um, all right. So um, they're basically saying that that type of behavior um, has, has led to the idea that... Um, there's been, well, it goes on to say, within the state's scene, we are currently seeing verbal approval uh, for the violence at the Capitol. So the people who have those same beliefs are, you know, using it as their moment to say, hey, look, they can do it in America, we can do it too. Um, let's all work together to uh, push push our beliefs. Um yeah, there's, uh, in 2020, they had the highest number of far-right crimes since 2016. Like I said, the police recorded 23,080 crimes with um, <clears throat> far-right backgrounds, which was 700 more, uh, roughly 700 more, than in 2019. And uh, there's um, just talk that this may continue uh, because they've just seen a tick up as we have here in America over extremists, right wing extremists in particular. And, um, so, you know, Germany, knowing their own checkered past about it, are, um, seem to be taking it very seriously. And I hope that, uh, we do the same here in America as we know that some of these extremists are willing to go after the capital and um, they could certainly go after some other things so that is uh where the world is at the moment all right all right well i'm gonna take a second break and i'll be back in just a moment because we'll switch to the positive side of things all right i'll be back in a moment It's positive news time. That's right. So the first positive news story is going to come from former um, Jeopardy host Alex Trebek. So uh, even after his passing, he is still being incredibly charitable. So 
his family and the Doe Fund, which is a nonprofit organization that uh, allows people who were um, formerly homeless are incarcerated and have history of substance abuse. It gets them work, housing, educational opportunities, counseling, and career training. So uh, they have, uh, the Trebek family and company have donated to this Doe Fund. Um, the Alex Trebek suits, dress shirts, ties, and you know more uh, sweaters and shoes. And in total, it includes 14 suits, 58 dress shirts, 300 ties, 9 sports coats, 14 sweaters, and 9 pairs of dress shoes. All right, so Mike Richards, he's the executive producer of Jeopardy, says, During his last day on set, Alex extolled the virtues of everyone opening up their hands and their hearts to those who are suffering. Donating his wardrobe to those who are working to rebuild their lives is the perfect way to begin to honor that last request. So, like I said, the organization has a ready, willing, and able program, that's what it's called, where it gets people job interviews and, you know, a lot of these people don't have the appropriate attire. So, by having these donated, uh, they can actually go to these um, interviews now dressed appropriately. So Harriet McDonald, president of the Doe Fund, said, We are so grateful for Jeopardy and the Trebek family's uh, commitment to lifting up the most vulnerable among us. The men in our career training program are always in need of professional attire so they can shine in their job interviews and work with confidence once they're hired. This donation alleviates the obstacle of not having appropriate clothing. So, um, I'm... Uh, very supportive of this. I'm very thankful for that to happen. Um, these people who are looking to get their lives back are in need of, of help. And thank you to the Alex Trebek's family and the Jeopardy family for making sure that uh, this clothing goes to those who really need it. So excellent on them. My second positive news story comes from Burkina Faso, which is in uh, West Africa. And it's a Muslim country. And so um, women in Muslim countries typically are the ones who stay at home and raise the children. But here in uh, Burkina Faso, girls and women from, they say, disadvantaged backgrounds are learning new skills and the skills specifically is how to be car mechanic all right now this has been something that is typically quote-unquote men's work especially there um but now they're learning how to do this and it can possibly lead to uh careers in mechanics to electronics um and it's also making uh making people realize that women are capable as well in, in kind of shattering their stereotypes and traditions. Um, so like I said, it's typically been work that has been seen as only suitable for men. But the country has a very high level of youth unemployment, and especially with young women. And there's extra, uh, extremist ex Islamic beliefs in ter terrorism that has put uh, has stopped a lot of positive change. So this, these classes are here to help these women in particular. So um, it has about 200 students to school. They study eight hours a day, six days a week. 
and um, they have classes from math to French, and they have practical courses, in, which is uh, car electrics and coach building. And one uh, lady, Rukia, she's 27, says, people don't believe it when I diagnose a problem with their car, dismissing it as girl talk. But when it comes to men and marriage, if someone wants to love me, he must accept that I am an emancipated girl. So, excellent. Awesome that these, this uh, opportunity is happening for these, for these women and uh, breaking stereotypes and gender barriers and um, hopefully shaking up the country for the better and giving these uh, young women a, a career that um, is always in demand. And um, a different purpose than the old-fashioned stay home and raise the kids. Unless that's what they want to do. Well, then they can do that too. But uh, that's not their only option now. Alright, so good on them. So, it's time now for the positive step of the day. So the positive step of the day is about... Similar to that story, it's about... Finding the path that you're on or that you need to take. So if if this uh, pandemic has taught me something, it's that sometimes the path you're on may not be the one that you need to be on or the one that you're going to end up on. And, you know, how do you find it? Well, reignite your passion for something. Focus on what you really want out of life and how are you going to help yourself get there. And how are you going to, to to prove to others that this is the path that you're supposed to be on? And don't worry about having to prove it to others. It's just, it will come along with if you are passionate about it. If you feel that this is what you should be doing. Alright? So, I know it's a, an easier said than done thing. But find the path for yourself. Find a way to, to reinvigorate yourself. To look forward into what it is you want out of life. And what it is you want to do with your life. Alright? It's not always the easiest thing, but once you're on that road, it could be. Alright, so that leads me to my quote for today. And that quote is going to come from... Metsona Lueo. Metsona Lueo. Alright, got that pronunciation. Alright, Metsona Lueo. And he is a, a Canadian-based philosopher, entrepreneur... And author of books. So his quote goes like this. Taking the road less traveled is easier. There is less congestion. One more time. Taking the road less traveled is easier. There is less congestion. Getting to that road may be the difficult part. But once you're there, it may be easier for you. You may find... That you're not just thrown in with everybody else. That you are having the ability to stand out. Um, that you are having the ability to move more freely. And uh, sometimes it may be a little challenging. Because you may like to follow in someone's footsteps. But you can still find someone's footsteps to follow in. That helped blaze, a path, blaze that trail. Okay? So again, taking the road less traveled is easier. There is less congestion. Thank you very much for joining me for this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you all have a successful day, a successful transition, if that's what you're looking to do with your life. 
Whatever the case may be, I hope you're staying safe, having fun, finding ways to help yourself, help others, and just leave a more fruitful life. Live, not leave. Live a more fruitful life. Thank you again. I appreciate you all joining me. You can always find me on your favorite social media. But I ask you for help to please rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that other people can find it. Subscribe so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. Thank you very much. Until next time, everybody, please be well.